name is Joe McMurray. I'm a professional musician. I love learning music from teachers, from online courses, from books. I really believe that in order to keep the flames going, the, the flames of my passion going, I have to continue learning. I can't ever let myself stagnate. So I'm sure there are lots of you um, with the same feelings. If you've played the same songs in your set list for a couple of years, it probably starts to get boring for you. It definitely does for me. So I'm always trying to learn new things. I really believe that learning with a teacher one-on-one -on -one, is extremely valuable. I've had teachers in periods of my life, and those have been periods of intense musical growth. However, you can't always have a teacher, whether because there's not one in your area, or you can't afford it, or whatever it may be. So then you can look at other ways to learn, whether from friends, or from online resources, or from books. I feel like online resources sometimes tend to give you little snippets of information rather than complete courses. Those snippets can be inspiring and fun to watch, but I feel that books often give you a complete course. They teach you an idea or a concept, whether it's um, country blues, fingerstyle guitar, or how to use alternating bass, Travis picking thumb lines under your solo fingerstyle arrangements. They teach you the entire course, step one through the last step and I find that very helpful. So, as you can see, I have lots of books. I have spent many hours on Amazon and in bookstores. I love looking through books. What I've found is that there are lots of wonderful books out there, but not all books are right for all people. So, different books are aimed at different skill levels. If you get a book and it's too difficult for you, it may um, make you not want to play guitar as much. If you get a book that's the proper difficulty, you'll be more likely to sit down and want to play and practice, and then you will grow and get better. Also, each book tends to have a specific style that it teaches, and if you are looking to play modern percussive guitar like Andy McKee or Mike Dawes, and you get a book like the book we're going to discuss today that discusses alternate bass, Travis picking, then you, you're going to be dissatisfied. So it's good to know what book you're getting and make sure you get the right book at the right skill level and it will help you grow faster and enjoy your journey more. So before I go any further, I want to let you know that I have a book that's for sale. It's called Arranging for Fingerstyle Guitar. I take one simple melody and I arrange it hundreds of ways from start to finish if you're interested please check it out. Uh, the link is below in the show notes. It's for sale on my website. Also, if you haven't heard my music, please check out Riding the Wave, which I released in 2022. Uh, I hope that you can enjoy that as well. All right, today we're going to be talking about The Art of Solo Finger Picking by Mark Hansen. It says, How to Play Alternating Bass Finger Style Guitar Solos. This is a serious method book that's aimed at intermediate to advanced guitar players who want to expand their knowledge of playing solo fingerstyle guitar arrangements that specifically utilize the alternating bass or Travis style of picking. So this might be the book for you if you have some experience playing fingerstyle and you want to learn some more advanced concepts and take things to another level, but don't buy this book if you are just getting started with fingerstyle guitar. It's going to be too hard and you're not going to get as much out of it. You might get to this eventually though. So five big things about this book. 
This book expands on basic alternate bass-driven solo arrangements with lessons on how to create variations in your picking patterns, how to use chord inversions to modify your bass lines, how to play in alternate time signatures, how to add picking hand rolls to your picking patterns, how to use fretting and picking hand damping, and how to gain speed. We'll discuss that more later in the video, each of these concepts. Um, there's excellent info at the beginning of the book on picking hand positions, like how to actually uh, position your wrist. You know, some people like to use palm muting to get that muted bass sound. Uh, Mark Hansen, the author, he tends to use more of a classical position, which allows you to get a better angle with your thumbnail and your fingers. And he has some pictures and really discusses this in depth at the beginning of the book. Also, after presenting a concept, there's always a song that utilizes that concept. This immediate application is really satisfying and makes the book feel cohesive. Um, the book has great repertoire. The songs are fun and catchy, and they're also pretty dynamic. Like, they're not just one idea, one verse repeated. Um, there are different sections, and it feels like each song is kind of a journey. Um, now, none of these songs are going to be songs that you've probably heard before, unless you've listened to Mark Hansen's playing specifically. They're not you know, radio hits. You're not going to hear any Beatles arrangements in here. And that's totally fine with me. That's not why I came to this book. This will make you a better player in general. If you are in interested in that type of repertoire, you can either arrange it yourself or there's lots of other books that provide arrangements. And finally, the audio access is included in this with this book. It's online through Hal Leonard's website. It's really easy. You just go to the website and you type in the code that's in the beginning of the book and you can pull up a little media player and you can speed things up, slow things down, and the playing is, is great. I really enjoyed listening to the examples and it was helpful for getting all the rhythms perfectly correct and getting the feel of each song. So if you are interested in more of a modern percussive style like Andy McKee or Mike Dawes, like I mentioned earlier, this is not the book for you. At least that this book won't teach you that percussive style. This is you will learn a lot from this book, but you won't be doing any thumb slaps or body percussion. Um, also, it's not uh, you're not going to get into really flowy arpeggiated arrangements in general. This is all going to be alternate thumb stuff. Uh, that being said, there's a wide variety of tunes in this book. Even though they all use alternate thumb uh, bass lines. There's tunes that have more of the country blues sound, and there are fiddle tunes. There are some that are really pretty. There's some that are really like dreamy and uh, mystical. So you shouldn't get bored of the repertoire in this song. There's a wide variety within the umbrella of alternating bass Travis picking styles. So let's go ahead and move on. I'm going to actually go through the book and let's get started. So, I'm going to go ahead and read from the introduction. He has a great little uh, paragraph here. He says, Solo finger picking teaches much more than finger independence for the picking hand. It also demonstrates how to substantially alter the thumb patterns without leaving the alternating bass style. The advanced techniques covered in this book include plucking melody notes with the thumb, right and left hand damping, bass pattern rhythmic variations, playing in meters other than 2-4 and 4-4, and quick picking hand arpeggios or rolls. So if you are just getting started with alternating bass, Travis picking style, 
He does have a book called The Art of Contemporary Travis Picking. Get that one first if you are new to Travis Picking. So he then has the section about your hand position. There's some great pictures showing with a thumb pick, using his thumbnail. And there's details on using picks, uh, fretting hand position. Okay, then we get to the first musical examples. We have the first chapter is alternating bass fundamentals. So there's one page uh, just doing a little bit of review. Uh, there's not much. I'll go ahead and play a couple examples for you. So alternating bass, you're going to be over a C major chord. You're basically playing root, third, fifth, third, over a C chord. Usually you're playing root, fifth, root, third, something like that. Or you could not use your palm muting. And so he's got some Travis picking examples here. The first one is over a C major chord. He's got um, an inside out pattern on a D7 chord. He's got a pinch on the G. And he's got a descending arpeggio on E minor. Okay, so nothing complicated there. And he's got some information on how to practice. Uh, some good things to read through, even if you've practiced lots, it's always great to get some reminders. And then we get to the first tune. This is called the Red, White, and Blue Rag. He's got a bunch of performance notes at the beginning here, before the music even starts. These are really helpful. I do find it it's tedious to read through these show notes before you actually play the song, because you know, reading this, like, measures 17 to 18 and 25 to 26. Finger the D minor chords is marked blah blah blah. This makes it easier to access the subsequent G-sharp diminished 7 chords, blah blah blah. Really, it would be nice if this stuff was marked in the actual music. So what I like to do, I like to read through the notes, and then play the song, and then read through the notes again and mark them in the song, and actually go and look at those areas and, and, and work on them, and then work on the song as a whole. So, the red, white, and blue rag, I'm going to play this from start to finish for you so that you see um, kind of the difficulty level of the repertoire on this book to see if it's right for you. This is the red, white, and blue rag. I'm going to play a little intro, uh, measures 15 to 16, and then I'll start at the beginning, and I'll skip the repeat. I will have a page turn in here. Here we go.
okay. That, that tells you whether this is the right book for you. Not all the songs are that happy-go-lucky and um, simple, but that gives you an idea of where, to, where the difficulty level starts. So moving on to the next chapter, we have Beyond Pattern Playing. So he talks about freeing the fingers. So the ultimate goal is to be able to take any tune and be able to play it finger style. So tunes have, you know, there's a melody, and that melody has specific notes and specific rhythms, and you have to be able to maintain those notes and rhythms for it to sound like the melody. Well, that means that you have to be able to play the melody notes at the right times within your, your Travis picking patterns. And these examples help prepare you to be able to change the patterns to meet whatever melody you need to play. So he talks about three ways to break away from pattern playing for the fingers. So you can rearrange finger notes, you can delete finger notes, and you can add finger notes. So first he talks about rearranging finger notes. So you can take your basic C major Travis picking pattern with a pinch. So you can rearrange the notes so you're playing the C in the melody every time. You can play an E in the melody on one and three and. You can play a G in the melody on beat one. So again, we're just trying to make sure that we can play the melody on whatever string, wherever it is, at the right time within the pattern. So then he moves on to deleting finger notes. You know, in the melody there may not be a note for part of the measure. So you don't want to hit a note in the melody with your fingers while you're playing these patterns. So here's a D minor chord. You can uh, delete the melody note on one and. You can delete the melody note on two and as well. Can delete all of the melody notes and just have the bass line. You may not have melody there. Uh, so finally there's adding finger notes. So the melody may move, move faster than these little patterns. It may move in eighth notes. One thing to think about here is if you've ever used a pick, which I assume most of you probably have at some point, if you're trying to play fast, there's a pick here, if you're trying to play fast, you'll learn at some point that you don't want to play all downstrokes. It's much faster to alternate pick. You can play twice as fast, at least, by using alternate picking. So it's the same thing with your fingers. You don't want to always use, like, your one finger. It's much faster to go to alternate between two fingers. So he's got these exercises here that the first one just starts out like that, one and two and three and four and, and then he's got, um, this is just a C major scale moving down from G, so you can think of it as G mixolydian, whatever. So it'd be much slower to have to go. faster that way. Then he's going to add a Travis picking bass line underneath. This is on page 15. This is example 15C.
here's some more examples, and then we get to the next tune. This is a fiddle tune called Devil's Dream. You might have heard this before if you're into um, bluegrass or fiddle tunes. So this one is in G6 tuning. We're just going to be dropping the A string down to G and the 6th string, the low E string, down to D. So to do that, I just tune my G string to the 5th string. I use harmonics. And then I drop, I use my fourth string D to tune my sixth string. And harmonics. Okay, so why does he do this? Well, it's a faster moving melody. It's, it's all eighth notes. And this tuning allows us to basically play the chords, the bass line really easily. There's only three chords. There's a G, an A minor, and a D. The one, the two, and the five chord. So with the G chord, with this tuning, we've got our root here, the open fifth string now. We can go root fifth, root fifth. For the two chord, the A minor, we can play the second fret of the fifth and fourth strings. That's root fifth, root fifth, A, E, A, E. And also for the five chord D major, we can play D, D. So, I'm just going to play a couple lines of this. I'll play an intro to get us into it. It's a fun song to play. Um, so go ahead and tune back. So, to standard tuning. So moving on, the next tune is Freight Train. This is an old Elizabeth Cotton tune, it's famous. Also, this is my dog Athena. Okay, say hi Athena. So he actually has the normal arrangement of this in his first book, The Art of Contemporary Travis Picking. This book has a kind of improv section and a modified verse. Um, anyway, moving on. We're going to talk about freeing the thumb. This is the next chapter. So this is getting away from just strictly moving your thumb back and forth between the root and the fifth or the root and third. So the first thing he talks about is chord inversions. Chord inversions allow you to put a different chord tone in the bass. Why would you want to do this? Well, the first example here, you've got an E minor seven, moving to a D seven, moving to a G. So that bass line is E, D, G, which is fine, but if you play E minor to a D over an F sharp, uh, that's a third of the chord, D, E, F sharp, to a G, you can go, which is a much smoother bass line. So here's the actual example. And similarly, walking from a C, to a G, to an A minor, you could go C, G, A minor, which isn't terrible, but you could also go from C to G over the third of the chord B, to an A minor, so you're walking C, B, A, and the example sounds like this. It sounds a lot like Fleetwood Mac's Landslide. 
very pretty. Moving on, you can omit bass notes from the pattern. You can use harmonics in the bass, which you'll see in the next example, the next repertoire tune. You can also use droning bass notes, so your monotonic bass, like in old blues tunes. Here's one. Um, so the monotonic bass, it works really well. It gives the, the song kind of a driving feel. You know, even if you listen to a lot of rock music, the bass players often um, got a, a more driving sound. Bluegrass and country music, sometimes they'll have more of the root fifth kind of thing. But a lot of rock music, the bass player does kind of sit on the root and he'll add little fills and that sort of thing. Moving on, he talks about brushing adjacent strings. So like, instead of going, you can actually hit two strings at once. Travis, uh, Merle Travis and Chet Atkins and lots of players do this. He also talks about adding eighth notes in the bass, anticipations, so bass notes that come in early before the start of the measure. And then we move on to Castaway. So I know I made you tune, tune back, but let's, this is in drop D. So we gotta drop this D, the sixth string again. I really enjoy this tune. It's got a fun feel, it's got a swing feel to it. This tune, it utilizes a lot of the concepts of this chapter. In the very first measure, you have the omission of a bass note on beat two, and you also have some extra bass notes added in. Here it's got a triple it, so it omits the bass note there, triple it, two, nothing. There's also some bass note anticipations uh, at measure, starting at measure seven, so the bass notes come in early. It creates a sense of moving, kind of pulling you forward. Also, um, most of the second page features harmonics in the bass, this kind of uh, really pretty sounding and full sounding with the sustaining harmonics. So I'm going to go ahead and play this for you. So here's from the beginning. to the second ending here. So it's a really fun tune and it's got some nice variation in it. It feels like a musical journey. 
So go ahead and tune back to standard tuning. Okay, so the next tune is Easy Virtue. Uh, this is a fun tune that utilizes a lot of the concepts of this chapter. It features chord inversions and some nice bass movement. It also makes use of anticipation. So at measure 7, you've got an A minor 7, moving to a D7, and the D7 comes in on beat 4. So like this. So I'll go ahead and play the first page of this for you. It's the first page, but it's a fun tune. And it's actually really long. It goes to some different places. Yeah, it's six pages long, so that's a big one. Okay, so moving on to alternating bass and other meters this is the next chapter. So he talks about playing the alternating bass style in 3-4 or 5-4 or 7-4. These are quarter note meters. And then in uh, eighth note meters, so things like 6-8 and 12-8. Uh, so he uses this in the next tune, which is called Mythos. This is a fun one. It's in 3-4 time. It's in standard tuning. It's got this dark, dreamy sound. It really gets away from the what you normally associate with alternate bass. So I'll play part of... No, I'll go ahead and play the whole thing for you. It's only two pages. gets away from what you think of as normal Travis picking alternate bass. So the next chapter is additional thumb techniques. So he's got the thumb playing melody notes, he's got uh, overlapping the picking hand, hand thumb and fingers. So he's got this fun exercise that uses a thumb index and thumb on the same string as the index finger. If you were a classical player, you would probably just do this 
using a normal tremolo picking, uh, thumb, ring, middle, index. It works very well too, but he's just trying to maintain this alternating thumb style. So then there's uh, some more examples and an etude utilizing a lot of these techniques. I'm going to keep moving here. So the, the next chapter is on picking hand rolls. I love this chapter. It's useful stuff. It's really simple. Basically within the Travis picking pattern, if you just have like a... You can add like a triplet on that first beat. Triplet, two, and three, and four. Um, you can also add sixteenth notes. So a sixteenth note roll here, like a one E and a... And he, has a, he builds this. And then you add the rest of the pattern. And that prepares you for some of the tunes that follow. So those tunes are, you've got Hesitation Blues and Dedicated to Mississippi John Hurt. I'll play some of Hesitation Blues for you first. This is a fun tune. It's got some walking bass lines. And it uses these, these rolls at times. So here we go. walking baseline here. tune, utilizing some of the concepts discussed in this chapter. The next tune is dedicated to Mississippi John Hurt. This is performed really fast, um, and it's not swung. I'm just going to play a line of it so you get the feel for it. Okay, so I'm going to play the 16th note roll slowly. One, and a two, and three, and four. So when it's fast, it's like... So that 16th note roll, the here's how it would sound without it. With it. It's a lot more exciting. You're just adding some inner harmony notes. So moving on, he talks about five note rolls. And then there's a tune in Golden Valley. It's really pretty. It's prettier than most of the songs in this book. Um, it feels different. So this utilizes some rolls. So instead of just playing a block chord like on this A major 7, rolls it. I do this in general, but if you're not doing it, it is great sounding, you should. So here we go, I'm going to play a couple lines.
really nice one. And moving on, we've got this tune, Flyer, that I think is my favorite song in the whole book. It's capo 2, and it's fast and fun. Um, it utilizes alternating bass the whole time, but the middle section, the bridge, has lots of rolls. So I'm going to play the first two pages, then I've got a page turn, and I'll show you some of the rolls in the bridge. So here we go. It's also it's fast. some of the the rolls. This is the bridge. It's got a lot of rolls and really changes it up. Let's play a little bit of it for you. Also on the second page of this, it's got this fun section. It's got um Anyway, it keeps going. Um, and then it kind of goes back to the original melody. Just a couple more pages, and yeah, so that one's a fun one. I really, I like that tune, and it's got great roll practice. So the next chapter is damping. It's a really important topic. You can damp with your fretting hand or with your picking hand, so he discusses ways to do this, a lot of detail, and then there's a tune, so he discusses fretting hand damping, and then he has a tune called Good Time Blues that utilizes this. Then he talks about picking hand damping. A couple ways you can damp with your picking hand. You can mute the bass strings with the heel of your hand, kind of like when you're going for that muted bass sound. But you can also use your picking hand fingers to mute strings. So like if you're pulling off third fret of the B string, the note D, to the open B string, you can accidentally touch that high E string. So you can keep your ring finger of your picking hand on the E string in order to make sure it doesn't ring out. So that's the first example. It's actually got this. So there's some nice examples here that really show you some of the details of how to effectively uh, use picking hand damping. And then he talks about the rest stroke, which classical players use this all the time. But most of the time when we're Travis picking, we're actually doing free strokes. We're kind of pulling your finger kind of more into your palm. But when you do a free stroke or a rest stroke, you're actually pulling kind of into the next string. You're pulling until your finger comes to a rest against the string below it. So the difference in sound. Usually the, the rest stroke can be richer and warmer. It can be hard to do sometimes, especially in the middle of a pattern, but if you're playing melodies, it, it sounds really nice. So then he talks about combining fretting hand and picking hand damping. 
Then there's another fiddle tune called Twin Sisters that's in... It's a minor tune in Dadgad. It utilizes some of this. But I'm gonna keep going here. The final chapter is on gaining speed through fretting hand articulation. So what he means by this is using hammer-ons and pull-offs and slides in order to play faster moving melodies. So this may seem really obvious, but kind of like how we, I was talking about alternate picking or alternating your index and middle fingers to play faster. It's the same thing, you know, if you wanted to play... If you pick every note, it's a lot slower than if you use pull-offs. So this next tune is going to be in double drop detuning, and we're going to need those for the examples here. So go ahead and drop your sixth string down from low E to D. Then we're going to drop our first string from E to D. So the examples here actually prepare you directly for the next tune if you turn the page to Strawberry Curl. This is a fun fiddle tune. It's in 12-8 time. It's fast. It's in this double drop detuning. I'm just going to play the first page. pages to the song and it's got three distinct sections so it's actually fairly dynamic it's not just the the main head of the melody yeah so that's the last tune I'm gonna play out of the book but it does have several appendices with some uh, just general information but appendix C has a list of people to listen to musicians and songs that they play that utilize the alternating bass style it's a great place to listen and get some inspiration it's used in a wide variety of music. You've got players like Chet Atkins, of course. You've got the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac. And you've got old blues players like Mississippi John Hurt. You've got some Hawaiian slack key players. You've got jazz guys like Julian Lodge. Classic rock guys like Led Zeppelin. So it's used by a wide variety of people. So it's good to check out this appendix. So overall, this is a, a really nice book to get if you are a player who's got some experience and you're looking to really step up your game, learn some more advanced concepts. Um, I spent a lot of time going through this book and I've learned some things from it and I will come back to it for a long time to come. So if you appreciate what I've done here and with this podcast or YouTube channel, and you're interested in my own teaching, I have written a book called Arranging for Fingerstyle Guitar, as I mentioned in the introduction. In this book, I've taken one simple melody and I've shown you how to arrange it in hundreds of different ways. So from taking the bare bones melody to adding simple bass underneath to adding arpeggiation or utilizing alternating bass, Travis picking, to utilizing, uh, like harmonizing the melody in thirds and sixths and tenths, to using independent bass lines, to using alternate tunings, to transposing the melody. And then at the end, I go into a lot of depth discussing reharmonization. This is an area that's especially interesting to me. 
So I hope you will check it out. Also, if you haven't uh, checked out my music, please check out Riding the Wave. It's available on all streaming platforms. Yeah, I released it in 2022, and it's all fingerstyle guitar and fingerstyle ukulele, and there's a piano track on it. All right, I'll see you next time. <laughs>